You're listening to Chris Farrell's On Watch podcast from Judicial Watch. I'm Chris Farrell, and this is On Watch. Welcome to On Watch, everybody. We really appreciate you taking the time to join us on our podcast. Whether you're watching us on YouTube or Rumble, or whether you're listening in on the audio version of this program on your favorite podcast uh, platform, we appreciate your time. We appreciate your support. Please be sure to subscribe and leave us a rating. Also, shoot us a note. Let us know what you'd like us to cover and talk about. Today, we've got a real treat for you. I know for a fact you've seen their advertisements and promotions. The group we're going to talk about and the man behind it, Mr. Frank Siller, and the organization that I know a lot of you know of and hopefully support is the Tunnel to Towers Foundation. So, Frank, welcome to On Watch. Thanks, Chris. Thanks for having me. We really appreciate the fact that you're joining us. I know for a fact tons of folks have seen advertisements promoting the excellent work of Tunnel to Towers, but you know, they're just getting 30 seconds or a minute. And there's an awful lot to what you folks are doing, who you support, who you connect with. And uh, I just want to take some time today to kind of run through some of that so people get a real appreciation for your work. First of all, your personal connection to this whole story. Tell us about uh, your brother. Tell us about 9-11 and, and really the underlying inspiration for this. Well, look, um, so my brother Stephen, New York City firefighter, um, <clears throat> on September 11, 2001, just 22 years ago, um, was just finished his night tour at Squad One in Brooklyn. He was on his way home to play golf with my brother Russ, my brother George, and myself. And he heard on his radio scan of what had happened, that the tower was, was hit. So he um, turned his truck around, went back to his firehouse to get his gear, and actually called his wife, uh, Sally, up and said, tell my brothers I'll try to catch up with them later. Drove to the mouth of the Brooklyn Battery Tunnel. Now, the tunnel was closed for security reasons. You know, people were abandoning their cars in there. They weren't letting anyone else into New York. Like right. I said, the towers were already hit, so... He uh, was faced with decision. How am I going to get there? So, you know, what do these great heroes do? Uh, there were so many firefighters and police officers that did the same thing on that day. But he strapped uh, 60 pounds of gear on his back and ran through that tunnel, which is almost two miles long, went up West Street, was last seen alive on Western Liberty. Um, and I believe he went into the South Tower because that's where his other uh, Squad One brothers were fighting the that fire and, you know, saving people that day and, um, you know, went up those stairs and while saving other people gave up his life. And, you know, as a, you know, Stephen was the, he was our little brother. He was the youngest of seven kids. And, you know, my parents died when he was, when he was young, he was eight and a half years old. My dad died a year and a half later. Uh, my mother died. And, um, you know, it was a horrific time in his life. I mean, you know, here he is 10 years old and was orphaned. He was right. blessed that he had much older uh, siblings. <laughs> and we all played a part in his uh, uh, bringing him up, uh, primarily my oldest brother, Russ, which was 25 years older than him. So, you know, he, he ended up uh, living primarily my brother, Russ. And um, so when we found out what he did that day, you know, as siblings, we couldn't believe that, you know, we didn't know it you know, on 9-11, but when we found out, you know, what he did, we wanted to uh, first honor 
what, what he did do and what so many other great heroes did that day and made sure we never forget. And that's why we started a Tunnel to Towers Foundation. It was very simple for many years um, until we uh, met the first quadruple amputee to ever survive any war. And we built them a smart home and foundations never, you know, we now we had to start raising a lot of money. So we had to uh, change uh, the way we did things uh, to take care of all these great heroes and so many more. Uh, but yeah, that was my brother. And the question was <laughs> my relationship, uh, you know, we were crushed as a family, uh, but look at uh, through his action and what he did, the uh, the work that that's being done in honor of him, but not just him, but all these great heroes that you know perished that day. Uh, let me tell you, <clears throat> when you relate that story and explain what happened and what he was doing, I'm a native New Yorker myself. I was born and raised out on Long Island, went to Fordham up in the Bronx, so I've got a ton of friends and family in New York. Uh, I know a bunch of cops and a bunch of firemen, all New York guys. So the, the type of people you're talking about, they are selfless. Uh, they always do the right thing. Uh, they are legitimate heroes. And like your brother and like a lot of guys still on the job today, uh, these are tremendous human beings who really, they go and do things no one else would do, right? When shots are fired, they run towards it. When the building's on fire, they run into it. Heroic guys. And so I think that's a tremendous inspiration. Uh, that story is very impactful. And it's really, it's a credit to you and the rest of your family for wanting to take that situation and turn it around into a foundation that does the kind of work and that has the programs that you guys do. It is tremendous. So how did you narrow down the name Tunnel to Towers. I'm sure you could have done a hundred different things. You could have done the Siller Foundation, Firefighters, or I mean, there's all kinds of names. How did you pick Tunnel to Towers? Well, you know, because it's pretty simple, and it's uh, it's exactly what he did. He ran through the tunnel to the towers. Right. Um, you know, and so people say, "What name? What does that mean, Tunnel to Towers?" Well, it tells the story right then and there. Who runs yeah. through a tunnel to the towers and gives up his life? So. It, it, it's simple. Um, and, you know, look, look, the work that we do, you know, I like to say, you know, we built the first smart home, like I mentioned before, for Brendan Morocco, the first quadruple amputee. But I always say I wasn't that smart to build a smart home. <laughs> you know, uh, we were building a house. I, I, I asked Brendan Morocco, I said, I went down to visit him in Walter Reed. And I said, Brendan, can, you know, because we know they went to war because what happened on 9-11. So that's why right. our connection with our military. Of course. And he was from Staten Island, from my hometown. And, and, and I went down there and I said, Brendan, can we build you a home? And he goes, Frank, I don't know where I'm going to live. I said, well, it doesn't matter. We're, we'll build it where, you know, Tunnel the Towers Foundation, we'll build it wherever you want. He goes, anywhere? Right. I said, anywhere. He goes, anywhere? I said, anywhere. And he goes, even Hawaii? <laughs> I said, yeah, even Hawaii. And uh, so he ends up coming back to Staten Island and we're building the house. And this guy starts showing up every day, this guy named John Ponte. And John owned the smart home technology business. And he started, and every day he says, Frank, I think we should make the cabinets where you could lower them off the iPad and the stove could lower so he could make something for himself while he's in his wheelchair and he doesn't have to ask right. somebody. I said, I said, do it. He goes, and you know, and then he came back like a, a, a couple of days later. He goes, you know, we could put... Off an iPad, we could control the blinds, the, the heating and the air conditioning, the doors, 
I said, do it. And then he started right. to come back with all these other stuff. I said, John, you are now project manager of, <laughs> of, of, of the first house that we're building. And I said, you know, yeah. I'm, saying, I'm not that smart, but God sent me somebody right. that was smart. Make and it that's happen. Why, yeah. And, and that's the foundation ever since. We keep on making these commitments to these great heroes and their families. And we don't know when I, you know, when we said, so when we built the first smart home on the 10th anniversary, I met 38 triple amputees down Walter Reed. I was going all the time. And I said, I said, unbeknownst to my siblings who were sitting in it because we did a uh, 10 year anniversary gathering concert, prayer service, you know, um, and, and I said, now we're building 38 smart homes for these triple amputees. And my family looked at like we were crazy, you know, like crazy. I, I didn't worry about it because I know the goodness of America. I know the kindness and the generosity of America. And, amen. you know, and amen to that. And we and, and you know, there's other quadruple amputees. So it goes on and on. These guys are giving their bodies for our country. And then in December 20th, 2014, detectives Lou and Ramos were assassinated here in New York. Just because right. they were cops. Somebody came up to him and thought it would be okay to kill a cop because, you know, the narrative that was being preached back then and still get preached right. um, that cops were bad. They came in, they shot him in the back of the head. And we, I found out that they were worried about their mortgage payments, how they're going to stay in their house, the families. And on Christmas Eve, I went with former mayor Rudy Giuliani to the house. And I told him the Tunnel of the Tower was going to pay off their mortgages. And it brought them such great relief. How could you not do it for any other first responder that dies in the line of duty that has young families left behind? So now we do it for every cop, every firefighter in America. You die, you give up your life for the line of duty, and you have a young family, we're going to pay off your mortgage. We're going to make sure your family can stay in the home. We're making all your dreams together, and you lose your loved one, and you're going to have to move out. No, you lose your loved one, a hero. We're going to make sure that, you know, America takes care of you, you know, through the Tunnels of Towers Foundation. We're going to pay off your mortgages. So we're very proud of the work we're doing. But God keeps on sending us great people. And the $11 a month, I mean, it's, you know, most people could do $11 a month. But shouldn't everybody make this promise? Shouldn't everybody say, hey, yes, you you go protect my family. Our promise to your family is. If God forbid something happens to your loved one, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna, you know, we we donate eleven dollars a month and together because so many hundreds of thousands of people uh, come together, we could take care of all these great families. Everybody, everybody should make that promise. Everybody watching this or listening needs to evaluate what they do with eleven dollars a month. Exactly. Right. I mean, this is uh, two runs to Starbucks, right? Maybe one run to Starbucks if you're hungry or thirsty, both, whatever. $11 a month, uh, on the grand scheme of things, it's nothing, right? So individual Americans, uh, you know, starting today, and I include myself in this, uh, you need to be giving $11 a month to this organization for the work that they're doing. So you mentioned, of course, we know 9-11, we know firefighters and policemen. Now you end up branching out. You're not just dealing with fire and police, you get involved with supporting military who are amputees, uh, other survivors. Then it goes a little further and you start talking about uh, survivors, surviving family members 
of police officers, other first responders who were killed in the line of duty. Um, and then you go even a step further and you start looking at homeless veterans. Tell us about that. Well, look, these great veterans went to war for us, right, to protect us. And they may be seen horrific things. They came back. They weren't able to assimilate back into society for whatever reason, for whatever reason. Look, how many veterans come back with PTSD? Sure. Uh, so many of them come back. I mean, could you imagine going through what they w went through? Well, some of them can't assimilate back into society. We can't forget about them. We can't just leave them on the street and let them rot on the street. Could you imagine that? They'll let that. So the government has about 40, says about 40,000 of them. I, I think it's more like 50,000 plus uh, homeless veterans. I think it's bigger than that. Yeah. It, it is, it is w without without a doubt. And uh, so we have made a promise that Tunsil Towers Foundation, once again, not knowing exactly how we're going to get it done, meaning financially, <laughs> but we know we're gonna, how we're going to get it done because we know what has to be done. We are building these communities. We have comfort homes, 500 square foot comfort homes that, that gives them a, a bedroom, a little TV room, a little kitchenette, and a bathroom, take a shower and take care of themselves. Um, and they have their own their own space, their own space. They're not put in shelters. You can't put these people in shelters, and we put them in these communities. But here's the most important thing to the whole thing. We just don't put a roof over their head and get them off the street. We get them all the services they're going to need in order to get back into society the proper way. And And you know what? Veterans respond in such a positive way. It's incredible. We're proud to say that 2,500 veterans this year homeless veterans off the street that we put into their own their own apartments or their own houses and make sure they get the comprehensive services uh that 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 they need and we and watch it, over all of it we we watch the, over the all great, of it. we don't we don't just put them in a house and say goodbye no we yeah. have case managers that follow up with them to make sure they're getting all the help yeah, and that's really, uh, in that particular instance, uh, and I have some uh, experience in this field, the great issue there is that the, the, very often, as you said, they're emotionally disturbed, but there's also very often uh, drug and alcohol abuse 100%. and addiction. That they're, that they're, that's the underlying issue they're wrestling with that contaminates a lot of the other stuff. And so once you address that, and clearly you are, where you're providing the services and the expertise to get them the help they need, that's the life changer. That's what turns it around. And uh, I think it's, it is absolutely critical what you're doing. And one would think, one would believe that we would have a very sophisticated Department of Veteran Affairs that would take care of this stuff, but they don't. And that's really, that's the shame. Uh, the good news is there's people like you who are doing the right thing. And we're going to get it done. When I tell you we're going to eradicate it, we're going to eradicate it because we're taking it, we're stopping them that are getting on the streets right now just before they become homeless or they've been homeless. You know, be homeless, you're going to be out on the street for 12 months. Now, how about somebody who's on the street for one month and it's going to be, it's going to just continue. You know, we're getting right. them right away before it becomes tragic and uh, in, into their apartments or whatever. And then we're taking the ones that have been out there for a long time and taking care of them and you know what we're going to close that gap until it's until until it's gone and, and that is our promise at the tunnel to towers foundation once again that's what the 11 dollars a month can do it's incredible 11 dollars a month 
it is amazing the efficiency of what you're doing. So you have these line of duty programs that we've talked about when it comes to things such as mortgage-free homes, the smart home program that you talked about, the fallen first responders where you're coming in to pay off mortgages, uh, the Gold Star Family Home Program where they've lost somebody in the line of duty. Uh, again, a mortgage-free opportunity or paying off the mortgage. Yeah, now we're talking a little kids. bit about this. Yeah, and young kids. Um, now we've talked about the homeless veteran programs that, that you're doing. Um, but I want to, another component of this, which I think is very important, is everybody forgets, right? Uh, to guys, uh, I'm going to make a wild guess here and say, guys our age, I'm looking at you and you're looking at me, uh, we don't forget. We know what 22 years ago was like. I can tell you every detail of it. But there's an entire generation of people 22 years later who have no idea uh, of what 9-11 meant and what it means for the country and what we've been through since then. And so you very wisely have come up with educational programs. Talk to us a little bit about what you're doing in the, on the education front uh, so people appreciate the background to why you're sitting here today doing this. Well, I think it's maybe the most important thing that we do is to make sure that we never forget none of the sacrifice what happened, you know, 22 years ago. Uh, not just of my brother, but all these great heroes. I mean, there's so many great heroes that did made such a big sacrifice uh, that, that day. So we have a 9-11 Institute where we have a curriculum for kids for K, uh, ages K through 12 that you can go to t2t.org. And after you donate your $11 a month first, only kidding, you don't have to donate $11 a month. <laughs> but, you know, you go to t2t.org and you could download, you could download uh, the, you know, your class, uh, just say you're a teacher and you're teaching the fifth grade, you download for the, you know, for the fifth graders, a whole curriculum for them, for you to teach about what, ha what happened 22 years ago. Because there is, you know, people forget. People forget, and a lot of parents aren't teaching it and preaching of what happened that day. Because, you know, we, not only should we forget about what happened, that we lost so many people, and we went to war, and we lost another 7,000 men and women because we went to war because uh, of what happened on 9-11. We want to make sure it doesn't happen again. So right. you want to teach history the proper way and uh, so that maybe we stay prepared, and this time, you know, we 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 uh, we make sure it it doesn't happen. You know, I'm, I kind of worry about all those type of things, but most of all, we want to make sure people understand that there was so many acts of heroism that day. This guy named Wells Crowther, the man in the red bandana, he went to work that day. He always had a red bandana with him because he never knew when he was going to have to put it in. I guess become like Superman. And he was. <laughs> Yeah, and he yeah. he was he was already like trained in you know re, you know these type of emergencies, and that day he put that red red bandana on, and so many people spoke about this guy with the red bandana. Told me to get out the building this way, and he saved me. He saved me. So many people, and no one knew about it until the mother and father heard the story and said, "That's my son that did that." He wore, a father used to say, you never know when you have to be ready. Can you imagine hearing that? You know when your sons saved people's life and gave up his own life yeah. to, save, to yeah. save other people? Those stories have to be told. And we have so many, so many 
personal stories on our website that tells the story of 9-11. Firefighters, police officers, everyday people that just went to work that day. That tells exactly what where they were, what happened, and what they saw and and and, and the first responders about the loss of life um, that day. These guys, these great heroes, these firefighters, they were hugging each other before they were going into buildings and they weren't saying, I'll see you later. Hey, you want to get something to eat? You know, can we get? No, they were saying goodbye. Yep. They were saying goodbye because they knew it was a strong possibility they weren't coming home. Could you imagine that? That kind of courage? And they went in there to save somebody else that most of them, they didn't even know who was in that building. They were exactly. saving them. It's exactly. incredible. That story has to be told. And that's why our 9 11 Institute is so important. It can never be forgotten. And uh, like you said, there's there's untold stories of heroism as well. Stuff that, uh, you know, uh, each one could be a movie unto themselves. And there's a hell of a lot of guys and gals, for that matter, walking around today who are survivors uh, who went down and did their duty honorably and uh, fought like hell and did everything they could to save lives uh, and have survived it and are walking around and they have a, we owe an, an incredible debt of gratitude to them as well. A good friend of mine is NYPD detective Dan McNally and Dan has a story, unbelievable story of personal courage on his part. But uh, listen, um, the stuff you're doing is incredibly important. I want all of our viewers and all of our listeners to be sure to go to your website. It's real simple. It's the letter T, the number two, then the letter T, dot org. Tunnel to Towers Foundation. Uh, Frank, thank you so much for spending time with us. Um, what you're doing, uh, the reason why you've been successful is because, because you're doing the Lord's work and you are blessed. You and your entire staff are doing something nobody else has done, and you're doing it the right way, and you're doing it at an incredible cost efficiency. And uh, you have my, my personal thanks, the thanks to Judicial Watch for the incredible work you're doing, uh, and we wish you all the best in the future. Thank you, and God bless. And thank you all our contributors and the tens and tens and tens of thousands of volunteers we have around the country that have joined us on our mission. Never forget. Frank? Frank Siller, Tunnel to Towers Foundation, thank you so much. I'm Chris Farrell, On Watch. Thanks for listening to Chris Farrell's On Watch podcast. For more information, visit www.judicialwatch.org because no one is above the law.